0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited because this is the first episode I am recording in 2023. I don't know about you, but I feel really good about 2023. Maybe that's because I am in a personal year eight, which can't wait, but I felt this very palpable energy shift like as soon as it became 2023 and even just leading up to that I talked about this a lot on social media just feeling this that really big void space that in between space that hermit energy going into the new year and it felt like as soon as 2023 hit I was like boom let's go I'm ready I'm excited I'm motivated so I am really excited about what's gonna happen this year it's gonna be interesting. (laughs) I decided that 2023 is going to be the year that I feel my best ever. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one with that intention. And obviously for me, I always want to feel that way. But I think it's different when you're going into a new year. Like this is a clear intention for me. And so what do I need to do tangibly to make that actually happen? I know the things that make me feel my best. So it's about consistency and ritualizing those. So it starts with the first thing when I wake up. And the first thing I do is I drink Organifi green juice. Let me tell you, I hate to admit how much better I feel after I cut out caffeine. I honestly hate to admit it, but... I do feel much better. And that's why I love, love, love green juice. It gives me that natural boost of energy without any caffeine. It's super refreshing and it contains 11 different superfoods for detoxifying the body, which just makes you feel amazing. Yes, our bodies detox naturally, but our livers are so overburdened they need support what's great about this is i used to put all of these different ingredients into my smoothies or morning drinks separately and it was a pain in my butt and green juice is just one scoop i put it in some water and then i add in some nut milk it just gives it a little extra creaminess and i'm good to go it has moringa which is amazing for naturally boosting energy great for skin health as well ashwagandha which is great for regulating your cortisol levels which i definitely am focusing on now this year as i'm trying to write Four books like a psychopath. It has spirulina and chlorella. I always make sure to get those algae in every single day. So green juice makes it super easy to do that. Plus a bunch of other incredible ingredients like beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, and coconut water. The last few weeks over the holidays, I feel like I was really out of my routine and I wasn't staying on top of my Organifi. And I felt noticeably shittier. Just telling you. So committing to green juice gives me energy, helps me focus. And then I also am committing to identify harmony every day, which is an easy commitment. It tastes like hot chocolate and it's amazing for naturally balancing out your hormones. The key to transforming your health is being consistent. It's not about doing anything crazy, just consistency. So Harmony makes it really easy to be consistent with providing your body with some ingredients that will naturally balance out your hormones, doing that consistently because that's how you balance your hormones. It's not gonna you know, balance or regulate itself in five days. So ingredients like maca, cacao, chase tree berry, shatavari, you know, all those things that your acupuncturist tells you to take and you're thinking in your head that probably tastes like dirt. Harmony literally just tastes like this rich, decadent, yummy hot chocolate that I would drink even if it had no health benefits. It also can give you a slight natural boost in energy. So I've been liking having this like... Uh, early afternoon and it's great because it's been cold and gloomy and rainy here. So fits in with the weather. Those are just two of my favorite go-to products. You know, I use everything from Organifi. They're all amazing. So if you are also committed to feeling your best ever this year, then just head to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And that code CTC will get you 20% off your entire order. And when you go to their website, you can shop by Health Goal, which makes it super easy to find all of the products that will support you the most with whatever your specific health goals are. So check it out. And I can't wait to hear what you think. It's gonna be very interesting because we are in a collective seven. And who knows what's gonna happen as people wake up. I think... There are gonna be some rude awakenings for for a lot of people. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, it will be a kind of different experience for you, but it's gonna be a big year of realizations. And I am committed to this being my best year yet, and I want that for you as well. I want that for you as well. I feel this energy of like, let's fucking go. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that, so let's do this together. I feel like, you know, this is the year to really support yourself and set things up so that you can really create the life that you want. And I am planning on hitting it hard with as many resources and information that I can offer to you guys in terms of what has been helpful for me so that we can create our best years ever together. Starting with, I wanted to just update you on the podcast. I don't really know how this is going to play out. Obviously, I love my podcast. I've been in a long-term committed relationship with my show for like over seven years, I think almost eight, who knows anymore. So I always need to keep it fresh, switch it up. And you know, this year I just really don't want to do anything from a place of I need to do. I feel like whenever I have to do something in my head, and this has been, I've had to really pay attention to this in terms of my career and as I've made my career all of the things that I love like there are so many pros to that I feel like that's what everybody wants but the other side of it is sometimes when it becomes something that you have to do Because our brains can frame it that way, because now it's part of your career, then suddenly you don't want to do it anymore. And I'm the type of person, if I feel like I need to do it or if I feel time pressure for anything, I just like choke up and I I don't want to. And the second, I just have open space, I have spaciousness, I can just follow my flow, and it's not something I have to do. I just get to do whatever I want. Now, suddenly, I am pumping out all kinds of good stuff. So with the podcast, I am committing to one podcast a week and then any extra little bonuses that I feel inspired to put out. So who knows? It might end up being that on the receiving end of this, I'm still doing two big episodes a week (laughs) because uh, I just kind of took pressure off, but I, I found that last year because I was just planning everything ahead. I had to record in advance. And two episodes a week, like, you know, it is a lot on top of just everything else. It started to turn into something that I felt like was a to-do list item and I never want my podcast to feel that way. So I want it to feel like I have the space to when something's coming through and I'm excited, just jump on and and record rather than, okay, I need two episodes this week. Like, what what do I want to talk about? That kind of thing. So I don't really want it to feel that way. So I just wanted to let you know in case there are weeks where you know there's only one episode a week, that's that's why. And then also, if you notice, I like add in little shorty episodes, like fifteen to twenty minutes. I, you know, I just I just want to shake up the energy a little bit. So wanted to just give you a forewarning. And I'm sure half of you are like, I don't really give a shit. Let's just get into it. So let's just get into it. You know, I was actually planning on answering. listener question today I was going through all of the questions you guys have been sending in and they're so good thank you for that and FYI if you have a topic or a question you can submit it at christinathechannel.com slash pod pod and that way they're all in a, a very you know easy to track place for my team and me and then I can explore it answer it channel around it on the show. And I want to do a lot of Q&A this year because a lot of you said that was your favorite and it's my favorite too. Anyway, I was going to answer a question, but there's just been something that I want to kind of rant about. (laughs) And I feel like this is important for just kicking off the, the new year for people to understand. And to be honest, like... So this is about dating. I want to talk about dating energetics and how this is related to money energetics. I have been having a lot of conversations with people recently about dating. You know, last year was a huge relationship year for everybody and a lot of people came into partnership and there are still some people who, you know, maybe haven't who are looking for partnership. And I found that over the holidays, you know, it, it was bringing up just for a lot of my friends and clients thoughts around relationships and and partnership and, and dating. And I just found myself just having the same conversation and thoughts. I find that a lot of people relate to dating as if it's this like chance thing. Like, I hope I meet this person. And if I just keep on going on more dates, then I'm bound to just meet the person, and I feel like it's a really disempowered way of relating to dating and relationships. And I totally get it because this is what we're conditioned to believe about dating. And you know, the other day, I got down a TikTok rabbit hole, which I never do, but I somehow was watching all these videos about it's just like different dating scenarios. People were like, you know, talking, kind of making jokes about. The dating situation and i'm like wow <laughs> people just really relate to finding their partner as some like chance thing or it's just i have to work harder for it or if i just keep meeting more more and more people and i'm not going to say that's like never an element like it's important to put ourselves out there but i don't think of it as a i need to work harder to find the person i think of it as just part of the energetic of dating And the thing is that that same type of mindset of like, I just need to work harder to find my person or even just like how they're feeling about it. It just feels like, oh, this is so hard or I'm never gonna meet that person. It's just like a really disempowered energy. Do you see what I'm saying? And what it really is is it's like people think that they have to be lucky. People think they have to be lucky to meet their person. And I find that this is really similar to how people relate to money. Like if I just work harder then it's it's got to come in or if I just have my big break or thinking about money as like oh some people they just have money flowing in easily and I'm just not one of those one of those people and so it's interesting because it's like it's sort of hard for me to articulate exactly what the energy is that people are holding around this but it it's this subconscious feeling of it's about luck or it's totally out of your hands it's totally out of your hands and it's a disempowered way of, of viewing this and why I really want to talk about this right now and I think it's just like this burning thing within me and you know what I've realized I, I've, I've realized there are certain things that this is so funny this is like a side note but I'm bringing this up because I'm sure it will like resonate for someone listening there are certain things people say that I just get this like feeling in my body like it's not it's not anger or rage but it's a similar like oomph, you know like a fire like i i got to address that and for a while i was like just really sitting with that cuz i was like is that is it why is it triggering me and i was like but it doesn't really feel like it's triggering me it was a different type of energy i tried to sit with it like i would a trigger oh, my guys are like it's not a trigger they're like that is us trying to move your ass to fucking talk about this <laughs> So I realized, oh, like when I'm feeling this like fire in me, like I got to like express this because this is important. This is super important to live from the most empowered place you can. And I just feel so strongly more than ever, like we have to start relating to things differently from an empowered place, from a sovereign place and not from this place of I have no control over my life. And, you know, the the conversation around control, I find, triggers a lot of people, especially spiritual people. They don't like that word control. But the thing is that I find that sometimes people will just be like, oh, you know, the universe will take care of it. And and that can serve us to understand that, like in terms of when are we trying to control things so much that we're creating resistance or it's really our ego trying to control things. But the other side of that is when we're always living in this, the universe is going to handle it or I guess it's just up to the universe. Where are we? giving away our own power. The thing is that, you know, if you think about your spirit guides, like they're here to support us. It's always a mind blowing moment for people when I'm like, and, and I have this for myself, because I forget too, like just ask them for help. And suddenly when you ask them specifically for help or to intervene in a way that's gonna be supportive for you, they immediately go and fix things. I mean, it blows my mind. I'll realize I forgot to ask my spirit guide to help me with that specific thing. And I do. And then within like two hours, it's resolved because we're the directors like we are we are co-creating. And so co-creating doesn't mean that the universe and our spirit guides and like everybody else is in control and we have no control. That That's not what co-creating is. It is we are all working together, all aspects of us to co-create this reality. But like you're you're in the driver's seat of your own life. Your actions are creating your reality. Your beliefs are creating your reality. And if your beliefs are, I have no control over this, then what would make you take action to create the thing that you want? There's a PCB that would feel like there's nothing I can do. There's always something that you can do. That's not always a physical action, but there's an energy shift that can happen for sure. I feel like dating and money is where this disempowered energy comes up the most. And let me just start with dating. So it's kind of like this joke with a few people in my life because <laughs> i got back on a dating app this year and the first date i went on that person is now my partner and people are different people were making comments like oh my god you're so lucky i can't believe you just you know stumbled across like the the person the right person for you on that first date and i'm like that that's not a luck thing like that's an energetic alignment thing i have people in my life I have clients who are just continuing to date and date and date and they're getting really frustrated and they're like how come it's so hard for me to find the person because it's not about trying harder to make it happen it's about energetic alignments energetic availability to attract that person and so this is the shift instead of how do I find this or make this happen how do I attract this into my life how do I set myself up to be a vibrational match for that which I desire How do I set myself up so that I'm energetically open and available for what I desire? How do I set myself up so that what I desire can find me? So we're shifting from chasing to attracting and that is a huge pivot. So when I think about getting on a dating app this this last time around and I think about why why was it just on like the first date I went on that it worked, it wasn't because I went on the dating app. It was because of all of the energetic shifts I had been working on, all of the internal work, what I had been doing frequency-wise to attracting that person. And then I got the ping, I got the download, whatever you want to call it, to go on the dating app because my guides were like, all right, it's all set up. So then they're guiding me through my intuition in terms of how is this going to manifest in the physical. And that person was right there waiting. That's why following your intuition is so important when it comes to manifestation, but it wasn't about me just going on more dates. It was about me setting everything up energetically, doing my own internal work to be a magnet for that which I desired, and then for that to actually come to me in the physical, I got the download in terms of where to show up so that that person could find me. It's the same thing with money. (laughs) If you're struggling with money and you think if I just, you know, keep putting out more offers or I keep working harder, or maybe it's just "I, I keep going to different interviews, like you've been on so many different interviews. There comes a point where we have to look at like how many times am I gonna do this this thing and hope that, you know, one thing's just gonna land. That that is throwing spaghetti at the wall. And when you're doing that, there's something underneath there's something in your subconscious that feels like it's just luck and that you don't have control and the only way you can control something is by like just trying more and more times and one of these times it's got to land. That is the the hard way to do it. You have to realize that you direct the energy in your life. So what is it that I want to create and how can I optimize energy flow in my life to attract in that thing? It's a totally different way of looking at the world and that is why I'm so like passionate about this, because this this will change your life. This allows you to take your power back and create what you really want because you realize it's all just energy. But we have to be cautious in terms of where we just saying that, you know, I'm just, I'm just, whatever the universe wants, the universe will take care of it, or it's all divine timing. And I'm not saying divine timing is not a real thing. It's a very fucking real thing. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, surrendering and allowing the universe to do its magic is not important because it is. But where are we leaning into that instead of taking the action or doing our own internal work, working on our own vibration, doing things that will direct the energy flow in our lives to create what we want. Like the orchestra is there, but you have to conduct. Now, the first step is realizing that you do have much more control over the situation than you think. Because if you don't think that you can direct energy flow or you don't think that you can influence how... You know, you attract in a partner or a, a friend if you're looking for more more aligned friendships, or a career opportunity or more money. If you don't think that you can you have any control over that and it's just some chance thing, then why would you take any action? So you first have to understand that you have more control than you think, and it's going to require you owning that and claiming that and moving forward from that belief for things to start to shift. And then you start to think okay, if I am naturally aligned with abundance and love, I'm a high frequency being, what would be the blocks for me in terms of attracting in my romantic partner or money? So the first thing I always recommend doing is the energetic work before we even bothering doing anything in the physical, right? So for me, using that dating example, it's like all of this energetic prep, this frequency work, and then the only thing I really did in the physical was get on hinge when I got the download to but I wasn't wasting all this time going on a million dates and I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all like that could be part of your path and that could I mean that could be fun too but I'm just saying in general a lot of people are leaning so much into the action without doing the energetics that they're taking so much physical action they get exhausted they feel disempowered when really if you like prime yourself energetically and then you follow your intuition as to what is the most aligned action to take now you're doing things in a more effortless way because it's not requiring as much effort because you're taking the most aligned action rather than taking all these random actions, seeing what's going to work. It's the same thing with money. If you are first doing the frequency work, the energy work, the subconscious work, the work around your beliefs, shifting your relationship with money and working with money itself, working with alignment and your higher self, and then you will download, you will know what the most aligned action is to take it. So for example, if I just sat down and I was like, oh, I'm, I I want a cash injection. Maybe I'll launch this or I'll launch that or I'll release that. It could feel like I'm throwing out all the stuff. Maybe I'm creating all these courses or these master classes or whatever. I'm putting in a lot of physical efforts to see what sticks. And maybe that was a really ineffective way. Maybe I'm getting frustrated because I'm not making as much money as I thought, or it just feels really exhausting because I'm working a lot versus taking a step back, working with myself, doing the vibrational work, doing the energy work, waiting until I get the download or the energy has shifted and then I will get a clear, this is the next step and then I'll know, it's like, oh, make this one masterclass or make this one course or this one offer and it's the, the easier way and I will tell you in business, oh my God, it's taking me so long to like learn this, you know, and it's such a game changer and there's like so much of my ego that wants to just jump, you know, it wants to make the thing and do the thing and taking action and launching before you're ready, I think is really important, but there's a balance there with like, I'm much more cautious now and I'll spend a lot more time working energetically and in the astral realm and in my Akashic records and with, with my intuition and setting everything else up first energetically until I'm super clear on like what's the one action. I'm not going to make all these different things just to see what sticks. I'm going to do the energetic work first and then I can take less action in the physical and it's going to be more productive and more effective. And this can be applied to everything in your life. I'm using dating and money as like the example here because it's so relevant, but this is true with your health as well. And this is why to me energy work is about peak performance it's about human optimization it's about beyond human optimization it's about optimizing your life which is why i do all this this has been about productivity and efficiency and feeling good and like loving my life energy work is the ultimate life hack and this is stuff that everybody can do every day so let me talk about dating energetics first let's start there (laughs) and then we'll go into money and what i see popping up really often with with clients people in my life who are like just, you know, they're trying everything. They're Instagram DMing, they're like going on random dates, they're getting set up and they're just feeling frustrated and like, why can't I find that person? Okay, so the first thing I would say is looking at your relationship with the masculine and the feminine, healing our relationship with both masculine and feminine energy. That's that's huge. If we have ish toward men or we have ish toward women, it's going to be really hard to attract one or either in because we don't attract in things that we're uncomfortable with or we have like fear toward or anchor toward so healing any of those relationships and that's about you know people in general who might represent those energies but also just those energies in themselves like it, like if you are afraid to be supported that's a masculine energy masculine energy is supportive And so how, your partner is gonna support you, right? So how are you gonna have space for that person in your life if you don't feel safe to be supported? So the first work would be like healing your relationship with support and teaching your body, maybe that's working with somebody to train yourself that you are safe to be supported and starting to practice that in your daily life. So getting ready to be supported or on the other side, like maybe you're really uncomfortable with emotions and you're afraid of emotional intimacy. Well, guess what? The type of relationship that you probably want, the relationship that will probably fulfill you, you're probably going to be emotionally intimate. And so starting to do that work to connect with your emotions, to feel safe, to express yourself emotionally, to even just feel your own feelings, that's going to be the vibrational work first, the personal work first, so that you can open yourself up to emotional intimacy and then attract somebody who can meet you there into your life. The next thing that I think is really important is, well, this is related, you know, healing any previous relationship experiences. So if we still have anger or resentment toward previous partners, this can also be connected to our relationship with with our parents as well, because that's gonna be really connected to our relationship with our partners. You know, we often attract in just another version of our parents until we really heal that. So doing the underlying energetic work to heal our relationship uh and that doesn't mean like, you know, I know everybody's at a different space. It doesn't mean bringing these people back into our lives necessarily. It's more about, you know, if we are holding on to anger, resentment, frustration, sadness, like we're holding on to low frequency emotions, we haven't uh, you know, released that energy. It's about doing that healing work for ourselves. It's not about like that you have to talk to anybody again or bring them back into your life if it's not a healthy relationship. It's just, I'm not going to keep holding on to this. And I'm not going to bring the past into the present because what we will do and we're still holding on to anger, frustration, or sadness, or resentment because mom or dad did X, Y, Z, or our previous partner did X, Y, Z. and We don't even realize this. It's all subconscious. Now we can be kind of subtly, subconsciously expecting that in the new relationship or somebody, you know, in the new relationship will say something and we immediately assume it means the same thing that it meant in the last relationship or with our parents. And that's where a lot of misunderstandings come in. So healing those previous relationship experiences, that is going to be really important. But with that, I think that's so, so big that I feel in a lot of the conversations I've had recently with people is like the biggest energetic block is people aren't clear on what they want, (laughs) you know? And I don't care if you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester. We have to be clear in our intentions. How do we want to feel in the relationship? Do we feel that way right now in our lives? If you're not feeling that way right now in your life, then it's going to be really hard to attract that in. So how do I want to feel in this relationship dynamic and how can I bring that into my life right now? But also like what are the characteristics of the person that I want to... Be in partnership with, like what's important to me, and be honest with yourself. And I think that really working with that list is super important because sometimes we can make that list and attract somebody in who is exactly what's on that list, and then you realize, oh God, wait, that's not like this didn't pan out how I thought. Maybe that's not really what I wanted or I needed. And this is honestly the like the biggest thing I see happening with a lot of people around me is they're either so unclear on what they want so it's very unclear for the universe or higher self in terms of like what are we going to send in for you it's just it's super unclear or what their intention is whether or not they're conscious of what their intention is in terms of like what they're looking for is very out of alignment with what their soul really desires what their soul really needs and I think it's really interesting to like peel apart what makes you attracted to something in general. And I talked about this before, but this is so key of like, why am I attracted to that person, that person's profile? What is it about them? We're so often attracted to familiarity and we don't realize it, which is why we keep dating a different version of the same thing. Like, which is why so often when you meet the person that is really your, your person or a long-term partner, they can feel or seem like totally different than anybody that you've ever met before. I don't know if... I don't know if I've talked about this, but somebody has this concept of, like, the three great loves in your life, which I think is really interesting, and it's, like, the the concept is your first love is sort of, like, this, like, puppy love, innocent love. It's usually when you're younger, and it ends for maybe just, like, circumstantial reasons. It's It's innocent. It's cute. Blah, blah, blah. Second love is the rocky one, like, lots of ups and downs. Maybe it's intense. You learn a lot about yourself that kind of vibe. Maybe it doesn't end super well. And then the third one is the one that you didn't see coming. It's stable. It's the person that you wouldn't expect to like be interested in or for it to work. And it really does. And sometimes for people in their lives, you know, one person can can be all three of those people and just through transformation become a different person. So you could have those phases with everybody. Obviously, this is just like you know, a theory that's not going to be the situation for everybody. But I do think it's really interesting to think about. And I do think it really mirrors like this idea of, you know, getting clearer and clearer about what you want. And often what we don't want teaches us what we do want. And sometimes we realize when somebody comes into our lives who is like not who we would expect, or maybe it's not the person we'd usually date, but they're, they're, creating a container for us where we're feeling exactly the way that we've always wanted to feel or we finally feel safe to open up emotionally. We feel seen and heard and loved. You might start to think, man, maybe I was just really attracted to kind of like the wrong thing. Like I know what I want and then when I'm looking at what I'm attracted to is that in alignment with what my soul really needs and how I really want to feel. So I find that people being unclear on what they want or being clear on what they want, but what they want is just like not in alignment with what they really need, what their soul really desires. That can, that's probably the most common block I see. And I'm just going to call it out. We have to notice where we're being shallow. We have to notice where we're being shallow. You know, I have this conversation with (laughs) a lot of people and they'll be telling me like, you know, their type and it's all just very based on looks. And it's like, okay, but what if there's a perfect person out there for you that like doesn't have brunette hair? Like, what if that person's blonde? Are you really gonna? Is that really not gonna work for you? So, I think we have to be really, really honest with ourselves about what truly matters to us. It, and it's not always, you know, what we're comfortable with right now because we haven't experienced it. We also have to admit to ourselves, like, what is really important to us. And I find that sometimes people will feel like certain things they desire are gonna be really hard to find. So, they. Don't include that in their intention because they're just assuming, oh, it's going to be really hard to find somebody with all these traits. Uh, let me tell you, it's. I promise you can manifest it. I think the more specific you are, the better. If it's important to you that your partner is spiritual, if it's important to you that your partner is into a certain hobby or activity that that you do, like... Be, be clear about that and you can attract that in or maybe you'll attract somebody in who maybe isn't into it initially but they're really open they learn about it through you and then maybe suddenly it does become something that is important to them and is something that you guys can bond over so you know if, if it's important for you that your partner has the same religious beliefs as you for example I think it's really interesting that I don't know I'll talk to certain people and I know that they want somebody with the same religion as them and when they're telling me what they desire, they leave that off the list because they think it's gonna to be too hard to find. And it's like, what whatever you desire is for a reason and you can attract that in, so be specific. One of my main intentions for 2023 is really focusing on my sleep and optimizing my sleep. I feel like I need more sleep than ever before right now. I feel like my body's just been going through a lot of shifts and working on a lot of different work projects and a lot of life changes and just the intensity of the energy of the collective in general, I'm feeling it all. So sleep is a main theme for me this year, which is why I was so excited that one of my favorite brands, Ned, just released their amazing new product, Shut Eye Chai. It's a super blend latte for sleep that combines adaptogens, aminos, functional mushrooms, and magnesium. All of the best ingredients out there. Ingredients like chaga, reishi, and ashwagandha. And it's all in this delicious chai-inspired drink. Cinnamon, clove, ginger, all that yummy stuff. This product is incredible for calming your nervous system, setting you up for a really peaceful, restful night's sleep. And like all of Ned's products, it is made from the highest grade single origin ingredients, ethically sourced from some of the world's best small scale farms. FYI, Shut Eye Chai does not contain CBD, caffeine, melatonin, or dairy, in case you were wondering. So I feel like this is an incredible addition to anyone's nighttime ritual. And I feel like this has really helped me create more of a consistent evening ritual. I had gotten into this cycle of just sort of, I don't know, being busy all day, going from one thing to the next, and just kind of plopping into bed like i would just take my supplements quickly and then plop into bed and now i've turned this into like an evening ritual of making this little shut chai quote latte similar to how like the process of making coffee in the morning is such a beautiful ritual but this is the evening version so i will mix it with some hot water coconut milk or almond milk. I usually do hot water combined with a nut milk. I don't usually add any sweetener, but sometimes I will add in a little bit of honey just for some extra health benefits. And I sit on my couch and I get a warm blanket and I bring out my journal. And I've actually found it's really nice to have this right before bed. I didn't used to journal before bed, but it just helps me calm down, wind down, get out any thoughts that are in my head. From the day onto paper, so I'm not sleeping with them. And I feel like I can just feel my entire body decompress as I'm sipping on this delicious shut-eye chai latte. So it relaxes me physically, you know, through all of the adaptogens, the aminos, the functional mushrooms, and the magnesium. But also just emotionally and energetically to go through that ritual, you know, the the scents and the, the warm beverage. I find it's amazing for grounding, and I found that... It totally has shifted my sleep, just creating that ritual to go into bedtime. And because of that, I've noticed a huge difference in how I show up during the day. I'm more focused, I'm more productive, my brain is working better, and I feel really ready to tackle a lot of things where I used to kind of drag my feet. Bedtime rituals are huge for productivity and for our mood the next day, and shut-eye chai has been a huge part of that for me. So if you want to discover how shut-eye chai can revolutionize your sleep, you can get 15% off with code CHRISTINA. Just go to helloned.com CHRISTINA or enter code CHRISTINA at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-E com slash Christina, C H R I S T I N A, to get 15% off. Sweet dreams. The other thing is, you know, actually creating the space for that person to come into your life. You know, so not wanting to be emotionally intimate is an energetic block to attracting that person in. Not feeling confident about yourself is an energetic block to attracting that person in. Like if you're afraid to be seen, in whatever capacity, that's gonna block somebody from coming in who's gonna really see you. What about your lifestyle? You know, If you are saying that you want a serious long-term relationship, if you're looking for your husband, your wife, your long-term partner, the person you're gonna marry, whatever, and you look at your lifestyle, you have to think, is this in alignment with what I'm trying to attract in? Right, like if I'm trying to find my person and I keep going to parties, do I think that they're going to be at the space in their life where they actually want to settle down? And a lot of people think, well, once I meet that person, then I'm going to change my lifestyle in these ways. Then I'm going to spend less time with my friends, or then I'm going to spend less time, you know, partying or whatever it is. And it's like, no, it's the opposite. And so I find a lot of people, they like, don't want to give up certain things in their lifestyle that could even be like working a lot. Like they don't, they, 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 work all the time they don't want to give that up or they don't want to give up all of their social events every weekend and i'm like there's no space for this person to come in and also how you're showing up right now isn't in alignment energetically with the type of person you're trying to attract in. like if you're at a space in your life where you're you're tired of and i'm just giving an example okay but like you're tired of partying a lot and like going out all the time and but you keep doing it because all your friends are doing it and you're thinking oh I just want to meet somebody and then I'll kind of, you know, I'll hermit less, I'll be less social, I'll have more nights in because that's what I really want at this phase of my life. It's not going to work that way. (laughs) you got to start like doing what you want to be doing or showing up the way you want to show up now. And then you'll attract somebody who's also at that place where they want to be doing that right now too. And this bleeds into like, you know, where you're making yourself available. If you keep looking for people in places where that the type of person that's going there probably isn't the type of person who's looking to be in a long-term committed relationship or settle down like well I'm not surprised it feels like a struggle. So you have to think about like what do I really want right now? Like is that important to me? You know, I have a lot of friends who I feel like I'm at that age. A lot of my friends are like in their between 30 and 40. I'm I'm usually a little younger than a lot of my friends, but and a lot of them will tell me like oh my god, my my clock's ticking, I got to have a baby. <laughs> I'm like okay so that's fair so that's what you want like you you want to find your partner you want to have kids so if you think about attracting in somebody who also is at that space and actually serious about it where is that person at in their life and where are they showing up where are they hanging out what is what does their profile look like what are the things that they're actually bringing up on your on their profile get clear on what that would look like and then start to make yourself open and available for that show up in those places how is your heart is your heart open? Do you feel like you're ready to receive love? Do you feel like you're ready to give love? Or do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel like you can barely keep it all together? If you don't feel like you have space to even give love, well, that's the place to start to, to look at, to shift. If you don't feel like you can receive love, that's the place to start to look at and shift. So this is where it's like the frequency work, the healing work, the energy healing work, becoming the version of you that is ready to actually receive what you desire. This is like high-level overview in terms of dating, but my point is you, you are directing your life and directing the flow of energy in your life, and so you have to know that the universe wants to send you what you desire, and the universe is trying to send in the person, but you also have to do your side of the work to make yourself actually available for that person, which is includes following your intuition. So if you are getting a download to go on a trip across the world, I would go on that trip ac- across the world because maybe you're gonna meet that person there, or maybe that's gonna give you experiences or lessons that are gonna be really important for you to make certain vibrational shifts so that you can become the person who is a vibrational match for the most aligned person for you, which we have multiple, we have multiple options. But my point is, follow your intuition. Because the universe is trying to make things easier for you. But if you override your intuition and you just keep following what you're used to doing, habits, or your logic, it's gonna make it really hard to actually attract in a partner. Now, it's a similar thing with dating. Understanding money energetics is super important. Money likes to have a place to go. So if you're wondering, you know, why am I not receiving money or why is this so hard? There are a few main things we want to look at. Remember, you are the director. So money likes to have a place to go. When I receive this money, what am I doing with it next? A lot of people, they just want more money for the sake of having more money. Why would it flow to you? So I like to get really specific about, okay, I'm making this higher or I'm investing in this. I'm going on this vacation. I'm putting this much into into this savings for this purpose. But if I'm like, I just want money for the sake of having money, it's not really creating an energetic portal for money to flow in. Then there is, am I ready to actually receive that? Do I feel like I can be responsible with it? I can manage it. Or do I have beliefs that the second I get money, I am going to spend it all? This comes up all the time. You know, people will tell me like, um, well, I'll make comments about manifesting money. And they're like, well, if I got all that money, I would just spend it all. And I go, well, then you're not showing up as the version of you that would actually have all of that money. If you think about, you know, what are they going to be the habits of the version of you that has all the money you want, that makes the income that you want, that version of you isn't just mindlessly spending on random shit. It's, it's intentional. So how can I heal my relationship with money? How can I start to shift those limiting beliefs that if money comes in, it's just going to leave me? So do I have abandonment wounds with money? What am I projecting onto money? Am I blaming money? You know, I always say it's like if someone keeps shit talking me, I don't want to hang out with them. So if you're shit talking money or saying money's never there for me, money's so hard to get, oh money always causes problems, and that could be something you actually say or something you feel subconsciously, then why the hell would money want to hang out with you? Absolutely not. You got to love money, heal your relationship with money, and if you love money and you're welcoming toward money and you take care of money, of course it's going to want to hang out. You know, people love coming to my house because I baby them. I will cook for them. I'll make them lattes. I will get them things. You know, I create this whole experience. I'll pull cards for them because I love to, because I care. And so people always want to come over to my house. Same thing with money, right? If I am taking care of money and I'm like, I love you so much. I care for you so much. Of course, it's going to want to come my way. I don't hoard it. I circulate it. I talk to it. I work with it. I'm not projecting shit onto it. I'm not telling everybody that it's the cause of my problems. I'm not blaming my unhappiness in my life on money. And I know whew, that's a big one, <laughs> right? Most people don't attract any more money because they are blaming all of their problems on money. Well, if I just had more money then I could do this, well, I'm not happy where I'm at right now, but I can't do anything because I need this much money for my rent. You're just blaming money for everything. And then it creates more of the same cycle. You have to stop blaming money. You have to realize that money wants to support you, but are you creating an environment where it wants to flow in for you? Are you opening up space for it to flow in for you? This is all energy. So money is a physical manifestation of the energy of abundance. Do you have ways for more money to come in? The universe can drop money in in so many miraculous ways, but do you have portals that are open? Are you clear with your different bank accounts and where things are coming in? Do you have different income streams just open and available? There are so many random ways to make money now. I mean, maybe it's investments, maybe it's like cash back stuff. Are you opening up a little side hustle? Maybe you have real estate. Maybe you're selling your own little products. You know, even just, you know what I was thinking about is, I actually don't know how you pronounce it. It's like Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. If you just shop through this website, it just gives you money back. And so I'll randomly, just every month I get checks for like random amounts of money. I'm like, great, this is fabulous. I'm just receiving money. (laughs) for buying shit I was already going to buy. But within your career, within your business, are you creating clear portals? You know, for me, I think about, okay, so different offers create different portals for me, different income streams. I'm very clear of like money could come in this way or this way or this way. So if you're trying to manifest a lot of money and you're not clear on how that could come in, just one option, maybe money's trying to come in and it's just blocked. It's like there's a tube that's just blocked. So the water can't flow in. And once again, this is where it's super important to listen to your intuition. So if your intuition, not your brain or your ego, your comparisonitis, this is important. If your intuition is telling you to take a certain step with your career, with your business, follow it because it's probably leading you to a money portal. But what I find is, and oh man, this is this is this is about discernment because I'll have people come to me and they're like, oh, I got this great idea. Um, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And they they seem like really lit up. And it's coming from this place of like, I want to make a lot of money. And I tap into the vibration of it. I'm just being honest. You can't bullshit me. You can't bullshit me. It's coming from this frequency of like, they saw someone else do it. And so they think it's going to work for them, or they're in like scarcity energy of like I need I need a cash injection, and this makes sense, and this worked for other people, so I've got to do this. And they're like acting like they're all excited, and I think and they believe they're excited because they're excited because they think that just because it worked for somebody else is going to work for them. It's a very different energy and place to choose from, to act from than following your personal intuition. So I think a really common example of this is like, I mean, I'm biased because of you know, who I work with. So that's why my examples are a little in this direction because I go off just what I see. But in the coaching space, it's like everybody immediately wants to do a group program and group programs. Don't get me wrong. Logistically, a great way to scale, like big fan, love group, love group coaching. I mean, it's so much fun and it's a great way to scale And it does make sense for a lot of people, but sometimes people will come, come and they'll be like, yeah, I'm starting this group program. And the guides are like, no, 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 no. They're just doing that because they think they should. And they're just freaked out about money. And like, really there's this other, this is other option that would actually make them feel the way they want to feel and bring more money in, you know, or with different things that people are creating, like, um, you know, I'll just say it happens a lot with podcasts. So many people, there are so many people who have podcasts you start podcasts and it's not because they genuinely are inspired to uh it's like not a divine inspiration a soul inspiration it's more of like that sounds good and I think it's going to get me xyz and if you look at podcast stats that just speaks for itself I don't know the numbers off the top of my head but it's some crazy shit like like 80 percent 75 80 maybe higher percent of podcasts are inactive you know people will just start it and they'll do it for like, I don't know, a couple of months and they realize like it's a lot of work and it's hard and uh, it's a big commitment. And then they just drop off. Uh, and obviously there are many reasons why that could happen. Maybe they just, you know, completed that cycle and that was an alignment for them. But I think a lot of that is people are just starting it because they think they should, or they see other people doing it and they're like, Oh, I want that for whatever reason. And they realize that it's not actually making them feel the way they want to feel, or it's not actually helping their business. If that was the plan and then they are unmotivated. So they just stop. And so we're going back to (laughs) why working energetically is so important because think about all of the time and effort and money and whatever they put into making that podcast or making that group course and then they get to the end of it and they're like oh my god that was not it like I feel shitty that was so hard I'm exhausted I'm drained and that was like a really costly example of throwing spaghetti at the wall (laughs) versus if we took some more time to shift things energetically and get clear within ourselves heal our wounds around money, scarcity, shifting into abundance mindset, connecting with our intuition, right? Actually understanding the energetics of how to optimize energy flow in our lives, then we probably could have gotten really clear on what the most aligned path was, taken that action, and then we wouldn't have to be in this constant trial and error phase or like wasting time or feeling let down or exhausted or burnt out. So are you vibrationally available to receive more money? Do you believe that you're responsible with money? Do you know what you're going to do with the money? Is there a place for it to go? Do you take care of it? Are you smart with it? Are you welcoming with it? Are you talking shit about it? Are you in scarcity mindset? Are you making decisions from your ego rather than your intuition? Are you doing things the way that you've always done them because it feels safe rather than what your intuition is guiding you to do? This is a huge one, especially now more than ever before with a lot of my entrepreneur clients. They have been running their businesses for a long time, and they've done things in this way, they've marketed in this way, they've created these types of products or offers or whatever it is, and it's just not working anymore, and the money's not coming in. They're like, how come I can't attract in, you know, more customers, or why are we not hitting our numbers, or how come I can't attract in an investor? And it's like, are you clear on what you need in an investor? Are you clear on who your customer really is now? But also, the methods that you're using to to market, to serve customers or clients or whatever, are those still really in alignment? Or are you just hanging on to what you've been doing in the past because it feels safe and it worked before? It's a totally different energy now, you're a different person, the company's different, different energy, the consciousness has shifted, and what's really in alignment now? And there's usually something that their soul has been guiding them to that they're afraid to do. Often it's resting, often it's taking a lot of time off to rest and recharge. If we are feeling really, really burnt out and exhausted, and this goes back to the dating thing, but this is also really true with business, Any more energy that comes into our field will feel way too overwhelming and it'll burn us out even more. We can't be asking for more from a place of burnout or from exhaustion or from overwhelm. This is, you know, why nervous system regulation is so important for manifestation. It's key. If your nervous system is already on overdrive, it would not feel safe for your body to receive more. And more could be love, more could be a romantic partner, it could be friends, it could be money, it could be just more people in your field, more employees. So sometimes the best way to actually attract in the money, and this gets you in your feminine energy, which is receiving energy as well, is to take some time off, is to rest, is to recover, is to recalibrate, is to take care of yourself. You are not vibrationally available to receive more money if you are exhausted, if you're being pulled in a million different directions, if you're overwhelmed. And so taking care of that is going to be really important for you to actually optimize energy flow in your life, to attract in money and abundance, big picture. When you're in that space of burnout, that's not the place to make decisions from because we usually make decisions from a place of freak out, of burnout, of scarcity, of just pull me out of this hole. And I've learned this the hard way. It's like, I cannot make a decision from the place of exhaustion because I usually just choose the laziest option uh, or just what's going to deal with this situation in the moment. And it bites me in the butt, big picture versus resting, recalibrating, sleeping, you know, sitting with it, tuning into my intuition and actually making the decision from a place of of rest and openness and, and availability for more abundance. And I usually make a completely different decision. And this is why I love energy work. And this is why energy work is the cheat sheet, because it helps us get to the root of our subconscious limiting beliefs. It helps us clear out any energetic blocks if we're holding on to fear, or anger, or resentment toward money or past relationships or parents, any of that stuff. If our abundance portals are straight up just like blocked, constricted, I go in depth about this in my course, Abundance Accelerator. So if this podcast like resonated with you and you're like, shit, I got to get into this, check out Abundance Accelerator. I feel like it's one of the most transformational things in existence. I wish everybody could have that course. Um, It's... Will shift your relationship with abundance and manifestation but people still relate to manifestation or just i mean dating money like they think it is luck they think it is random they think it's if i just keep showing up to this something's got to stick that's inefficient (laughs) and sometimes things are not coming in well they they were always not coming in if they're not coming in for you to realize where you are blocked from receiving For you to realize where something needs to shift to create more space in your life so you can actually receive, like with your schedule or space to just be creative or to follow your inspiration, space for yourself to schedule yourself in. Like if there's a block, it is for you. And so we can't just jump over the block. Then you're just going to be in a worse state later on. We got to identify, wow. What's the energetic block here? I think about whenever people are attracting things in, it's like a stream. It's like a river stream. And somebody says, I want to attract to my partner. I want to attract to money. And I'm looking at that energetic stream and I'm looking at, you know, where's the dam built? And why was it why was it built? What's the block for that person to attract this into their life? And there's always a few things because if you have the desire, it's looking for you. What you desire also desires you. How do you make yourself available for it to find you that means visibility that means openness that means feeling safe to actually receive it and when we do that internal work that energetic work when we spend more time actually working on our frequency and you know this could be journaling this could be working with a coach this could be going through any of my courses or programs going through abundance accelerator showing up to the channel collective and asking questions doing the brain rewiring process when you do this the inspiration comes in the download comes in so that the physical action that you're taking is minimal far less effort cuz you're not just throwing things at the at the wall not throwing spaghetti at the wall you're doing what's in alignment right and isn't that isn't that a lot easier it's sort of like writing an essay you know and if you took 10 minutes to to outline the main pieces of, of the essay, you're probably going to write the essay a lot faster, or you can sit there and just start to write. And then it becomes a whole clusterfuck. And then you're like, shit, I gotta, I gotta restart. This makes no sense. This internal work, frequency work is writing the outline. (laughs) It's making life a lot easier for you. And this is, this is what you will commit to naturally when you recognize that you get to create your reality. It's not luck. It's not chance. You've got a lot of energies that really want to support you in creating that. But are you also stepping up and being a co-creator? Are you just hoping that it's going to drop in randomly? So you can push the divine timing earlier and sooner by actually just making yourself energetically available. This is how I do things really fast. This is how I do things really quick. This is how I'm productive. Let me tell you, if I just tried to write a book... Like, oh, today I'm going to write a book and I start writing. It would take me so fucking long. You know what I do instead is I wait for the download and I write the book. I channel the book in three days. That's productivity. So this is the year that you take your power back, that you recognize that you get to create your dream reality and that we're all going to commit to showing up for ourselves. So I hope this little chat on dating energetics and money energetics amped you up and maybe helped you see money and dating a little bit differently. They're super connected and this can be applied to any other area of your life, but I feel like these were coming in really strongly and that's never a coincidence. If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media. Tag me at Christina the channel and tag at Christina the channel podcast so that we can say thank you and repost you. It seriously means the world to me when you guys repost and share the podcast. I really want to focus on growing the podcast this year just because I feel like there's so much in here that can really, really help people. So if this podcast has helped you, like this episode or any of them, you know, leaving a review, sharing to social media, sending the link to a friend, it it truly, truly means the world to me and and the team because I don't do this by myself. So I appreciate all of you so much. I hope that this was helpful for you because understanding these concepts was a game changer for me. And don't worry, I'm sure we'll dive in deeper very soon. All right, that's it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next time.